What's up, guys? Today's episode is sponsored by Team Micro, the world's leading web design specialist for SMP artists. Is your website lacking? Do you feel it needs, well, something more? Do you even have a website? In the market since the very beginning, Team Micro is the godfather of SMP. No one understands your business quite like they do. With a team of 14 website designers, marketers, content writers, search engine optimization specialists, and support staff, Team Micro has everything you need. Go to teammicro.com forward slash marketing and mention the Scalp Solutions podcast to get a free needle pack worth $200 when you sign up. Are you ready to take your SP career to the next level? Are you ready to network with some of the industry's top artists and brands? Then you're going to want to be at the next SP Expo going down April 28th through the 30th of 2022. Oh, wait, did I mention it was going to be in paradise? That's right, folks. This SP Expo will be taking place in Tulum, Mexico at the Karee Tulum Retreat and Spa Resort. This is an all inclusive event. You'll get access to all speakers and vendors at the meet and greet, QAs, Award ceremony followed by an all-white party on the beach with live DJ, certificate of attendance, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and drinks, free bicycles to ride the Mayan ruins, and a three-day luxury resort stay. And guess who will be hosting? That's right, me. Now let's make this an amazing event that will undoubtedly create value for you and your business. So log on to www.dsmpexpo.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. I'll see you guys there. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalp Solutions Podcast. I am your host, David Santiago, and today I got with me my man, Mr. Mark Allen. What's going on, brother? What's going on? You all right, yeah? I'm doing great, brother. Let's talk about this. Uh, you know, first of all, thank you for taking out some time to uh, to jump on the podcast. That being said, let's talk about that, that background, man. Where are you? Yeah, we're in Dubai. Dubai. That's the marina. That yeah. is uh that is an amazing uh view you got there. What are you doing out in Dubai? Is this an yeah. SMP related uh vacation yeah, or something? Yeah, this is no well, it's my fifth time out here now. So I got what happened was back in 2019, um I had some guy messaging me, can you come out to Dubai, do my scout? And I was like, bro, like I can, but you know, you're gonna have to pay for me to be away from the clinic plus more and I'm going to have to come out twice because I want to do two sessions. Then I want to come out again and do a third session. I mean, that's going to cost you like, no. And he was like, yeah, it's all right. I'll he transfer was, the money now. <laughs> Not phased. Um, he, was, he wasn't phased. No. And uh, he transferred the money and I said to the missus, um, I'm going to Dubai. And off I went. And then from there, it just like kind of, kind of went on one and I've just, built up this um sort of clientele out in the middle east i've got people that come to me in the uk they come and stay in some of them come to the clinic some of them come and stay in like mayfair in london at these flash hotels and then they want me to go there um so i go there for them and then you know yeah this is my fifth time back here now so this um, is your fifth time in dubai just solely for clients doing smp yeah, yeah that's outstanding man yeah. how does that make you feel as an artist knowing that you've accomplished that level of like yeah. you know like familiarity within like people that are looking for this procedure that they're willing to pay top dollars to get you to come out yeah. shit to a whole other country yeah it's it's pretty fucked up it's like when i step back from it and look at it i'm like that's some fucking amazing shit you know and the, the first time I came out here, right, I ended up on the beach. Uh, I was just, I'd done my, done my client, uh, his first session and stuff. And then I was sitting on the beach 
they've got Caesar's Palace out here, right? So I'm sitting there, there's people just running, bringing me towels and fucking cigarettes and coconuts and I'm drinking out of them. And I'm on my own and I've done this little YouTube video, right? And uh, just my thoughts and feelings how I was at the time. And uh, and after I'd done that, I sat there and I went into depression. I was like, I was like, fuck, like, I'm like, I'm like up here now. This is like some guys paid all this money to get me out here. How the fuck can it get any better than this? So I'm thinking it's all downhill from here now. You know, it's kind of like my mindset. I say where I go and then I'm like, shit, no, it's all good. And then, you know, you just sometimes when you get shit that's so good, you just think like, how can it keep getting better? You know, because I'm all about progression, moving forward. Everything just got to keep slowly getting better and moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's got better since and it has just kept rolling and, and going on. So yeah, I'm glad to say it wasn't just all downhill. Outstanding. <laughs> and you know, now, now that you say that, obviously you've had to put in uh, some work, obviously. And you know, you appreciate it because you yeah. said, you know, you had to sit back and kind of be like, damn, like, I can't believe this is going to. So let's, let's backtrack a little bit. How long have you been an S and P artist? Since 2016. Since 2016. So what were you doing? Uh, before that, before SMP, I was the world's best barber. Before that, yeah? the world's just best like barber, baby. Barber That's right. So, sounds just like a barber, right? That's the shit that we yeah. say, man. We're some arrogant Every dudes. Every fucking barber is the world's best. That's yeah? right. <laughs> so, how long were you? How long were you uh, a barber for? Are you? Is this something that you still do? You still, aside from buzzing the client's uh, hair down, you know, to do the procedure? Like, are you still involved? Like, are you cutting hair? No. Game over. I did. I, I did my business partner. He was out here a few days ago, so I, I give him a little trim up. That that was probably the. Apart from my kids, that's the first haircut I've done for about a year or so. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't have time. It's just all SMP now. I went from. So I started barbering when I was nineteen. I'm forty six now, so that's like fucking twenty seven years. You know. So. OG, OG, coming in the game. into. Yeah. Oh. But my barbering, I was, I was. I was like, you know, uh, like white men can't jump, yeah, the basketball, and you got you got the guy, and I was I was that guy in the barbering, you know, down down my ends, and um, you know, I'm trimming everyone up and shaping them up and doing patterns and lines and designs, and and then uh, my work, I was known for that, you know, um, fading and, and shape ups and stuff, and then you know that kind of like went really good, but then when I crossed over into SMP, like looking for something different, yeah, it was. Um, I forgot what the fucking question was. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what were you doing before? This is great. No, what were you, doing? Barber, you, yeah. you you have you have so much, you've accomplished so much that you don't even know where you left off at, man. This is no. great, man. Listen, yeah. no, we, about the barbering, but you know, we were we were getting into your transition into uh Scott Michael Pigmentation artist. Let's talk about that. How was yeah. that transition and what initially even brought you to like what gravitated you toward the industry? Yeah, so like, so I was, I was in a barbering. There was like loads of ups and downs. i um, doing celebrity work, traveling out with rappers and uh, pop stars and shit like that. Everyone thought I was doing great. I had my own salons. Um, there's longer videos about this story, but basically like became a fucking bankrupt and then fucking drug addict. And my life just went downhill. Sorted my shit out. Calm myself down. Right, now, I'm just going to get back and just do my clients, right? Fuck all that celebrity shit. I'm just going to I'm just gonna be me. Line up. And that was the point where I learned about myself. I went through a whole period of a few, few years learning about myself, what makes me tick and what I enjoy. And what I found was the barbering was good, but it weren't paying me, you know? Like, and this is the honest truth. And I'm not going to make up some bullshit like, you know, like I got into S&P for something else. I was looking for ways to do better, you know. Um, and then I came across, I was looking at being a transplant surgeon, to be fair. Really? Thought, yeah. Like you wanted to go anything. back to school. You were convinced I'm going back to school. I'm going to do hair transplant yeah, surgery. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I was like, you got like in the UK, you got to be level of a surgeon. And I'm thinking, can I do that? Like, I know I can do anything now, but. I'm thinking that's like eight years qualification. And, and then I found SMP. I was like, well, four days, five grand. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, look, I, started looking in, I started looking into it and I thought that's, that's looking 
it's looking nice. These pictures, I'd seen it before on people's heads. Being a barber, I'd seen people come in and I'm like, the fuck's it? Who's done that on your head? You know, never was I impressed with it. Okay. But so you 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 saw proof of concept, but you knew it could be uh it could there was something the not right going on there. Stepped up. Yeah, got you. Yeah. So I, I did not know if it was going to be a good move. I thought I got if I get into this, I've got to find a way to make it look good because otherwise I'm not down with it. You know. Got you. And but we're going to tap. People. We're going to tap because you you did in fact find a way to uh to make it look good, and we'll highlight you know what uh at least to my to my knowledge something that i feel like you uh helped pioneer uh within the industry but we'll highlight that real quick but i want you to describe to me what's a typical day in the life of the new mark allen right and creative oh. scouts shit man it's busy now mate I tell you like do you know what I, I was i was happy just I say I was happy. I was just happy sitting there, just doing my thing, yeah? Doing, doing my scalps, doing my thing. And, uh, and like I say, I like to keep moving forward. I like to progress in life. If you ain't moving forward, then you're just going backwards. So I'm just doing my thing. And after six months of doing my thing, like with the scalps, I'm, I'm doing that and barbering, right? And then uh, and it's just like I'm full-time SMP and I'm still barbering. And, um, and then it, I had to go full-time SMP. I couldn't do the both anymore. It was just too much. Fucking roll on five years. I've now got like the clinic in England. We've got, we got like four artists with us there. I've got my PA. I've got my business partner. I've got my team that do like uh, all the websites and the adverts and all this kind of shit. Um, you know, and then I've got like my man John in Arizona now, like he's picked up like Great Scouts Arizona. He's been going for like since the summer, I believe. That's awesome. And then we got David's on David's on the team now in California. We're gonna help him get busy because that man deserves to be busy. You're talking about um, David Hoffer, right? David yeah, Hoffer, yeah, yeah. Such a yeah, great yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. So and, um, you know. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. So, yeah, go on. Um, so yeah, day in the life for me now is like I've got five kids at home, so it's busy as fuck. I come out of my house, I get to the clinic, I'm already like answering messages. I've got a PA in to answer all the messages, but I still have like I try and deal with my Instagram ones myself. And then if it gets to the point of someone wants to book, then I'll just forward them to earth, you know? Because I, I tried to step away from that, but then I found I was a bit too disconnected from the business. So then I jumped back in again. So yeah, and man i've just like pulled from pillar to post sometimes like with the days and then you know yeah yeah it's, i it's i know it, it was a, it was a it was some work to get you uh to get you on here but but we made it happen man i was going yeah. back and forth with your with your pa but i totally get it um and that being said man your your story is absolutely amazing because you had to crash and burn to then oh yeah you know get yeah. yourself and overcome all that adversity and look where you at now man you you're in fucking dubai yeah. bro you're doing you're doing things that yeah. a lot of us artists wish uh we could do it the right. most that yeah. i got somebody flew me out to boston you know that was, yeah. that was an hour and a half trip. <laughs> you got flown out to a whole other country um yeah what was Shit your what was your come up in the in the industry like like specifically like how long did it take you to develop proficiency where you built that confidence and you were like, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I'm going to kill this game. It was about 18 months. Yeah. Longer than I wanted it to be. Yeah. So I was busy after six months. After, but, but, you know, you know, when you come in to see me, right. And you say like, you're having a consultation and you go blah, 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 blah. And they say, how's it going to look? And I'm like, ah. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to look all right, man. And I'm thinking, fucking, I don't know. I really don't know, you know? And then after 18 months, I fucking got it. That's I have got like it. I know what the fuck I'm doing now, yeah? And it was yeah, game over after it. that. There was no client that sat down in front of you and you were like, I know how to attack this scalp. I know the skin texture, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But by then, I knew what was going on. I knew how to lay each and every impression. I knew how to create all these different types of hairlines. I knew what I was doing. When they sat down, I know what you're going to look like and you're going to look freaking amazing, man, by the time I finish up. 
And then, so that probably took me into 2019. We joke about it all the time. 2019, I knew for a fact I was number one. Every different type of hairline I was doing, all these impressions, laying them down, like, unstoppable. I was the king of the kings. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> that, that's right? what you do, right? Hey, that's it, man. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so as a, as a, as a barber, right? Because we've already established, uh, you know, we're somewhat egotistical because, and and it is it it's in it's it's <laughs> it's in a good, you know, it's it's for the better, you know. We have to tell ourselves we're the best so we could go out there and perform like we are the best. Um, you know, some people in the industry don't uh don't approve <laughs> or agree of that because of you know we bring over the barbering culture to uh yeah. <laughs> to uh SMP. But that being said. At any point, right? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure you came over and you were very transparent about it. Um, it was absolutely money-driven. You wanted to make more money. Yeah. But at any point in time, did you realize, holy shit, this is not going to be that easy of, you know, to get that money as I thought it was? Yeah. So, so I say I wanted the money, but I never went into it thinking I'm doing this for the money, you know, okay. like, you. so my total attitude right from the word go, cause I was still barbering. I was earning my money there. My business partner, he's like my financial advisor, you know, like you. he says to me, you don't take no money out of the business because you're earning money barbering. You ain't got to worry about the money that you make in the business. You just concentrate on being the best you can be. And I was like, I appreciate that. And that's what I've done. And I just got my head down. And I just worked on being the best that I could be. And then I just had faith that if I did that, the money would just take care of itself. And I've continued that attitude throughout everything like now. And now just everything I do, I do it for the, the motivation is to, for the best of the client, you know, everything I do, like everyone that I come into contact with, the people that work with me, like the people that I talk to, because I have to chat shit on Instagram to people. Like I get questions like we all do these fucking the same questions time after time after time. And I say to the boys who are like coming up with me, you know, like who are sort of like looking to me for guidance. And I'm like, you just got to answer these people. They're like, you know, these, these people, some of them, they've been hiding in their house. They won't leave the fucking house. Cause they're like, they're so traumatized by what's going on. And, um, you know, if you just look after these people, do the right thing, given the best treatment possible. And if you do all that stuff, the money's going to come anyway. You know, look at me, I'm out here. Gotcha. I didn't have a pop <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You, are, yeah. you have definitely proved, you have put proof in the, uh, in the concept that if you practice, uh, overcome adversities and, you know, work on your craft, you can be in the, uh, in the position that you in. And yeah. um, I want to talk about your, uh, cause you know, we, we just talk about like your proficiency um, and how long it took you to feel like you you had the technique down pack and you were untouchable. You were the best. You, I feel, um, I don't know if anybody would want to debate it, but at least for me, I've been in the industry four and a half years. And I saw you as one of the first artists that redirected from that cookie cutter scalp micropigmentation look and specifically for you was the hairlines man like you had yeah. this like you know people were saying oh natural hairline but what they meant by natural hairline was just you know you got the slight curvature and the index, shape, right yeah. but you redefined that and made it into like a soft gradient transition where it's like dusty it's like magic what was what was the mindset man like when did you feel like Something has to change. This is not, you know, I, I, I don't like how this looks. Yeah. Because, you know, but so the old school SMP just all finished in the same place. They do all their little dots and they just keep finishing in the same place, no matter what shape it is. And, uh, you know, and they would do them like really fine and they tell you that it's like some sort of hairline that's natural. And every time I see it, I'm like, seamless not, transition. <laughs> Yeah, they just got a fucking swimming hat on. It just doesn't look cool. And um, so, like, I everything that I do, I do like um, I do it with common sense. And I think logically, what is going to happen when I put this needle on that bit of skin? 
what's going to happen to that bit of ink as it goes through there and touches the skin? What are we doing here? You know, I think about it really logically. And um, so, you know, forgetting like the shape, but the finish. So when I was a barber, people used to get their hair boxed off, right? Right. That's all right. But if you've got like a number three and it's that long and you box it off, you've got a fucking square bit jolting out. So when I was a barber, I used to fade that bit out at the front, right? So now he's shaped up, but he's got like a little smooth fade coming in from the sides. Gotcha. So, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm that man who puts a little tiny finish on it, you know? So I was different to the other barbers because I would finish it off that little bit different. So I brought that in and I thought, well, let me just fade out the front. So how do I fade out the front with SMP? Yeah, people just spread out the dots, but that ain't enough. So I just started dropping a lighter shade in the front. Drop a lighter shade, spread it out. Next time, don't come too far. Come up with a slightly darker one. You know, break that into that. So I've got to fade that into that. I'm going to do a third session. Now I'm getting darker and I'm not going to come as far again. Next thing you know, I'm like, right. I'm looking at people and now you can't see where their hairline starts and stops. And I'm like, that is, that is a new level right there. And I knew that was the faded hairline created. And that was it. It was game over from there. How was it that now was it. to see um, other artists emulate it? And before you answer, it could, I don't want you to take it in the negative because I know there are other artists that are, that are trying to duplicate what you're doing. And it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't amount to what you do, but more so the artists that are great. duplicating yeah. what you're doing and they're, they're achieving uh, amazing yeah. results. Yeah. Obviously, like, I don't know who's influenced by me or not, or whether they would admit it or not, but I definitely see stuff out there and I'm like, that looks a little bit like my work, you know? Like, so it's, it's better if people are doing that, if they're fading them, even on a shape up, just fade that last little edge out. You know, it's like, it's going to make it look so much yeah, nicer. It, it makes a world of a difference. It makes, it makes better for clients. a world of a difference. Yeah. Even if your yeah. hair, no one's hair naturally doesn't fade out like that. The fact that at least from an artistic standpoint, that we have the capabilities of achieving something like that, like why not do it? So what if no one's hair really fades out like that? But again, right. When you go to the barbershop, like you said, yeah, if you just box up like a number two, now you got like that 3D effect. It's just like you got like that porcupine look. Yeah, yeah. You know, you fade it up. So that's what we do as 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 artists. You know, we we uh we adapt and we overcome. And you just took it to a whole other level that made a lot of artists frustrated to include myself because I'm like, shit, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it took me a long time to get there. You yeah, know? you know, I told yeah. you, I told you, um, you know, be behind the scenes, and I want to take it as an opportunity to tell you now on the podcast while everyone's listening that you are in fact one of, uh, the few artists that I looked up to and still continue to to look up to for and and get inspiration from you and and everything that you do, and um, I think we should be a little more uh transparent with giving other artists their flowers and not take that as a sign of like, Oh, I'm saying that you're better than me because the reality of it is you, you are, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's always going to be somebody better than the next. And I don't think we, uh, we take the opportunity to, to praise and big up other artists because I don't know, I don't know if it's cause is a man thing or we're egotistical or is it just like us, you know, like well, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We're all in business. We're all competing against each other. Like really, you know, yeah. so it's very difficult this whole industry thing is like an incestuous pond of people that just want to be the best, but I'm going to be your friend as well. Like, and like, I'm like, I'm like, sometimes I think that shit don't work. It's like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What is going on? Oh, the industry, the industry, the industry. It's like, just take care of your own shit. Like, you know, get on with your own shit and yeah, come in. If you get on with other people and you can connect and stuff, you know, but sometimes there's some weird shit going on. I'm not quite got me head around. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's um, that does. I mean, I don't even want to tap into that because there's still some more good stuff I want to get from you. But that that could be like a whole other. I think that's like a whole other episode that I could do with like 10, 15 other artists that we could talk about. Just like all the negative. Well, not all the negative. It's just some industry uh, some industry things that are going on. That it's we just don't people, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
how do you think the the S and P industry um is gonna look in five years? This is a two part. How do you think it's gonna look in five years, and how would you like it to look in five years? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I didn't even know how my business was gonna look. We're 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 like five years or whatever down the line from when I started. I didn't know how how I was gonna look. You know, so. How the hell am I going to like predict what the S and P future looks like? You know, when I when I got into it and when I was getting busy, I was like, "Yeah, this is all good," but like this could crash at any moment. You know, I've always had that like, "Oh, this could just stop at any moment." You know, just always felt like that. Um, then we had COVID and it stopped at that moment. I was like, "Oh shit, it can't yeah, happen. Can't go to work." Yeah, I'm glad I saved my money now. You know. Um, yeah. So do you have, so do you genuinely, all right, so like, let's, let's, let's talk about that. So you saying, you know, at some point, you know, you can't predict the future of S&P because you do believe, obviously we've had, we've had proof that it can in fact, uh, you know, be shut down. Like what, what would you result? Do you have a backup plan? Well, I've, I've, I've done all right. So I don't know, you know, if I'll have to worry too much. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Acceptable. Acceptable <laughs> answer. Acceptable answer, Mark. We know you're killing it. Few, we know you. <laughs> few, 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 few trims. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have an? Like, do you have a pet peeve of yours in the industry? Something that you don't agree oh, with? Well. That a pet peeve, like something that you don't necessarily uh, agree we call with. It a pet hate. What is it? Yeah, a, yeah. a pet hate. Pet hate. That's what we say. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, over here on the West, we call it a uh, we call it a pet peeve. Pet peeve. Yeah. You know, we like to be that different. Sound, that sounds more English. Pet peeve. <laughs> yeah. Is that pet peeve? <laughs> you have any pet peeves? Yeah. yeah. Like anything that you're not agreeing with, or something that triggers you, uh, you know, in the industry that you're like, shit. Why are people doing that? You know. Yeah. Loads. Yeah. You say you have loads. Okay. Loads. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Can we touch on one of them or no? Not safe. All right, that's fine. All right. Nah, that's that's not safe because then we're getting into like got you. you know. Say no more. So yeah, do that's, you? F- that's my that's my problem. You know what I mean? Like, okay, gotcha. I, got I, I go I go around with blinkers on. I say to the other guys in my team, I got blinkers on. Right, like since I started, everything I do, I keep blinkers on. I see every now and again. I see other people. But I don't follow no one. I don't watch no one's stories. I don't look at their Instagrams and shit like that. I've always made a point of just being me, getting on with my shit, and that is it. And then, oh, I see you. All right. Uh, okay. Like, but I'm just doing my shit. Because if you get like too distracted by what everyone else is doing, like, you're going to give yourself a headache, man. Like, and everyone trying to, you're just going to be trying to be someone else. Like, so with my stuff, I know anything that I do. It may be as some, um, maybe I've been influenced by somebody somewhere because you can't say you haven't, but you know, I try and do it. Everything that I do, I try and just, it's just original because I, I can just do, do shit. It takes a lot longer. It's a lot longer just to cut, keep coming up with your own shit. Yeah, to be and, innovative. You know, yeah. yeah, be innovative. Yeah. I was, uh, it, it kind of, it cancels out. My next question was going to be, do you find yourself looking at other artists sometimes and getting a little bit of inspiration from them but essentially you say you're in your own lane but that being said i'm gonna ask you are you familiar with like horse racing yeah at all so you know they say uh they put they blind the horses so that they can't pay attention to what's happening with the horse on the left or right of them because it'll distract them and they'll start running slower so they block them so that they can run at their max potential. And I think, you know, to hear you, you put it in a different, uh, you know, you put it in like real life perspective, but I, I could uh, yeah. I could respect that and and I appreciate it. All right, let's talk about some tools, bro. What's the weaponry like, man? Because, you know, you, you, you're producing these amazing results. Um, I know I was one of the, you know, when I first started, I was like, shit, what the fuck is he using? Like, is he using a special <laughs> pigment? What needles are he using, et cetera, et cetera? What, what are your go-to tools? Yeah, so when I first got into it, it was like I had some big, chunky metal machine. Uh, well, that was the power pack that I found out. I'm like, that's just the power. And then off of that, the cable came, and there was this little spindly L-shaped thing. I'm like, okay. And then off of that was like a needle that you put in, and it was like a three-point needle, but 
they wasn't like welded together. They were like all separate. So as soon as you touch someone's head, they would just splay like that. And fucking, there was a mess going on when I first started. And I'm thinking, this ain't right. Yeah. So I had to find a way. And, uh, and there weren't, there weren't no one to like go, hey, what are you, what are you using? Because yeah, there yeah. weren't no one else. They were, they, everyone was using that same shit. Right. So, you know, and everyone so was to I, themselves. I, I, so there was no one for you to bounce any like questions or ideas to. Yeah. And then anytime I did, because to be honest, so back then when I was newer, then I was looking, I was looking at other people, like trying to find what other people were doing and, you know, zooming in on their pictures and looking at like, you know, what's, can I see their equipment? Like, you know, so I know people do that to me now. They told me, like, you know, everyone's like, what are you, what are you using? This, that, and the other. So like, I had to go through this period and then I found, um, you know, some of the, some of the guys were using the Shane. So I moved over to that. And when I moved over to that, it's like, yeah, this is, this is better now. And then, um, you know, it, it took a better needle with, um, you know, still with three points, but it was welded together. So I'm like, yeah, this is working better now, but more than anything, um, it was my technique that I honed, you know, I, after every client, I'd write down every little thing that I'd done, you know? What angle was I sitting at? What angle was the needle at? Like, where was the needle facing, you know? Like, how long was the needle coming out? What power is it running on, you know? What is going on? Like, how long am I holding it in the skin for? Write it all down, write it all down. When that guy goes away and he comes back, I'm like, right, this is what happened to him. And I'm doing this to, I'm doing this to everybody, yeah? Everybody that I do. I'm going through pigments, inks, everything. People are coming back. I'm like, fuck, that's fucked. Shit. How am I going to fix this? Like, now I've got to fix it. So now I'm writing that down. I've got to fix this. I've got to fix that. I'm like, sometimes I had murders, you know? And it was like, I thought my career's over. I fucked this geezer's <laughs> head up. So like, it, it wasn't just trial and error for you. Like, you were strategically building, like, establishing guidelines for yourself to give yourself a reference when you know, yeah when your clients yeah. came back gotcha I, I i knew when when i because i came into it i was a top barber everyone's like you'll be wicked at it and i'm like yeah of course i will and then i started drawing <laughs> hairlines on people right i draw the hairline on i could just do it freehand i know how to do that shit and then i do them and they go away look back at the photos and i'm like snake ain't right with that and then it kept happening and i thought you know i need a system i need a system here no matter how good i think i am I need a system in place to draw hairlines. So that's when I developed what I call a five-point hairline, you know, and I found five points and I made sure they were all in the same place. From there, I could work off of there with a receded line, a shaped-up line, you know, shaped up on the sides or softer. I had that and it was repeatable. And I'm like, okay, that's repeatable now. And then I found, like, my technique, the way I held it, like, you know, the position, like I used two fingers, I stretched with them. I wasn't using a big stretch that people were doing. I don't want to see that skin bouncing up and down. It's got tight. The same as when you get a blade and you shave someone. Because I would use a blade and do all these patterns, but I just have it in my fingers. I didn't use a cutthroat. I just hold the blade and I'm And if you don't if you don't stretch the skin, you're just gonna cut people. Yeah, you're gonna nickel. So I figured it was the same with a needle, right? If that if that skin ain't like so tight, tighter than you could even imagine. I'm pushing people's heads so hard, right? And they're like, like that, like just to get that skin tight. And then boom, there's the impression. I'm like, yes. But as soon as that skin's loose, like that impression, that needle, as it's touching the skin, it, it's just tearing that skin. That The ink can seep through. You know, you're not going to get a crisp impression. Like, well, all sorts of shit can happen. Double tap too, you know, with so, the skin, the recoil on the skin sometimes yeah. gives it like that double tap. Well, if you don't know what you're doing and you're moving too slow. So, uh, uh, you know, with the technique and, and with the tools, obviously, well, what would you, so you go from the Cheyenne and, yeah. and then what, so what are you, what are you currently using now? And this will be yeah, like a sorry, tool party because you're, you're, you're sponsored by Bishop. So sponsored by Bishop. Yeah. what tools are you using from Bishop right now? Artists, do you want to ensure your client's S&P procedure looks its absolute very best? Of course you do. That's why here at Scalp Solutions Grooming Company, we developed our S&P Aftercare Kit. Formulated to be used immediately after your S&P procedure to ensure proper healing and pigment retention, 
Our S&P Aftercare products will protect you and your client's S&P investment and keep it looking fresh at all times. So log on to scalpsolutionsny.com forward slash shop and pick up your aftercare kit today. Use discount code SSPODCAST and save 15% off your order. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so I've got it here, actually. So they got what they call the pen now. So this is the pen. It's got another name. They called it something else. Small and sleek. Yeah, that's that's the wand. I was using the SMP wand. Okay. And now this is the pen. All right. Pretty much looks pretty similar. It's a bit thinner at the back. It fits really nice. It's actually really nice. When they first sent it out to me, there's well, the difference is it's it's a bit lighter, but internally, so with every tattoo machine, right? So this is from Franco. And this is what I want to say to people. You got Franco at Bishop Rotary, one of the biggest tattoo companies in the world, right? He don't give a fuck about making money from SP. He just wants to help. Right. So him and David, like, you know, he they're they're trying to do their best for us as an industry, right? Tell us the truth. Give us the tools that do the proper work. He's not doing it for money. He's made his money. He doesn't need money from SP, right? So Franco, he wants everyone to know the truth. He wants you to know like what's going on. Yeah. So what's going on? I can't speak for all tattoo machines, right? But Franco will tell you like the wand. All right. Like most other tattoo machines, when it punches out the needle, there's a little bit of action that makes it go from side to side. So it's probably about 75% going straight. The rest of it's like going side to side. So a lot of tattoo machines apparently have this kind of problem. Okay. So the pen, the idea is a hundred percent. It comes in and point out. precision, There's no sideways movement. Boom. That is an interesting fact. Yeah. There. And people probably don't even know because Franco wants people to know. I didn't know that. He don't really, he don't really like go around telling everyone. He's just like, yeah, well, uh, you know, yeah, this works. Know, this is know. what works. This is what I use. Give me, yeah. give it's me. Also, a, it's um, also got, so the pen's also got a shorter stroke. So the stroke is like a, if you're riding a bike, like, so the, the gear, the punch, like, so, you know, I don't know the exact measurements, but this one's got a bigger stroke. So the needle's coming out further and in. This one's got a smaller stroke. So it's coming out not quite as far. So that means it's coming out 100%. Boom. And let me tell you, when I first got it, so they told me all this, and they sent this out to me. I was so used to using this. Anytime you give me a new machine, I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm all right. And then I got it. Uh, I don't know why, but like, I got it. And they said, run it at 8 volts. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. So I run it at 9.5. Right? <laughs> and then and then I do something, right? And then I unclick this, right? Eight turns. I was, I was going through like a bit of a a bit of a moment. I don't know what was going on. So I unclicked that eight turns, which makes the needle shorter. Right. right? I don't know why, I don't know why I'm fucking about with it. So first time ever using it, my client was late. So I thought, right, I'm going to use it on you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is you. you will be my experiment. Yeah. So yeah, in I go. I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And uh, yeah, I made a mess. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm messaging them going, this machine is dangerous. I don't know what you think like you're doing with that machine, but like, I was putting it all on the machine. Give it like probably like everyone else on the Bishop team. They're like, we think it's great. And I'm thinking, nah, there's something wrong with that. And uh, give it a few months later. And I'm like, actually, let me try that again. Oh yeah. Let me try it at eight volts this time. Let me, let me, let me twist that up. Let me use it how it's meant to be so used. You ex- extended it all the way. Right, the needles extended all the way, and you went down on the voltage. Yeah, and then uh, so then I used it, and I'm like, oh my god, this this machine's really good. Yeah, so now I've been using this. Like, and, and what's uh, the name of yeah. what's the name of that one? They're going to call it the pen. Oh, right? so it's, it's not out yet. It's not out yet for for purchase. 
Not yet. No, it's got to be soon. But we've had it for ages. It was it was called like an Italian name before, and then it ended up sounding like someone else's machine, and got they you. had to like change it and change it to the pen. I was like, the pen? We got a better word. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> from the wand, the pen, the pen, the yeah. wand, the sword. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what, what needle? What needles do you? What needles do you use? Do you have a go-to needle, or are you working with different needles as you move further into the scalp? All uh, right. Okay. So you mean sizes? Yes, sir. I use the same needle all the way through on one client. So what I like to do is find what needle works for that client. All right. So because I think. Because I get people message me and go, what size needle did you use on that client? I'm like, what's it fucking matter? You know, like if I tell you I use that needle, then what? Are you going to use that needle on someone and think you're going to get the same result? Because you ain't. It's all about the skin. So you're right? going off it's of texture. About- it's not just this is my go to and I can use this on anybody. You have a specific needle depending on the texture of the client's uh, skin. Yeah, Got if it. I'm going at someone, if I start off with an 06 and I start working on somebody, I'm like, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't working. You know, his, his skin must be tough or something. I'll go to an 08. Is that working? Is it not? It's not working. I'll go to a 10. I'm like, boom, got it. I'm got it. I might do somebody, right, first session, 06 all the way through. I'm like, yeah, that looks lovely. Like, second session comes back, something's different. I get through and like, you get like this area, it's really tough. I can't quite get in there. I swap to a 10. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting in there now. You know, like I find I do things like that. Then I write in my notes. I couldn't, there was, it, it, this area was tough. I'm expecting it to be a lot lighter when he comes back in that area. You know, this gotcha. ain't like people think we get everything like bang, bang, perfect every time. Yeah, it's not cookie cutter. It's like, no, it's like everyone's skin reacts differently. You got to like really be adaptable and find your way, you know. And if you like, how, how'd you go about? You know what? Before we even get into that, because you're talking about like the the, the pigment. I mean the uh, the needles. Let's talk about pigment. What role does the pigment itself play into all of this and this strategy that you uh, that you come up with? What kind of pigment are you using? Yeah, so I think this is probably what set me apart as well. Like, why why there was a noticeable difference, right, from what I was doing to what other people were doing. Um, so obviously, I came into it. I was I was fooled, if you like. Uh, I was by the guy who trained me. Just said like, you've got to use this special, special. I'm like, why is it special? Because it fucking says it's special on the bottle. Oh, okay, <laughs> like I couldn't couldn't get, you know. But I would get it, and it was like this mixture. It was like half, half ink. I could see that. Then there was like some sort of oil, and I'm like, okay. But then this one is like a quarter ink and three quarters oil. I'm like, I'm like, they ain't the same. What's going on? So then I found out the company that makes them. Then I start, mate. This was like a good, good probably like probably that eighteen month process. You know, finding out what the fuck is going on here. You know, and so what I found was I bought everybody's ink. Everyone out there, I've had your ink and I've used it, all right? And and I bought every black tattoo ink out there and I've used that. And I would sit there doing little drops onto a napkin and I would be like in, into a needle, running it, seeing it, how it drips. And I was doing all this mad scientific shit. And um, I'd be testing it out on clients and I'll be doing it. They'd be coming back and I'd go, oh, fuck, like, you know. And then, so what I realized was, right, so, so I have to be careful. So like, I'm not saying, right, that, so carbon black, so we all think, we all call it carbon black, right? But it ain't really carbon black. So like ink, ink in itself, pigment, whatever, like black, the black color is made from carbon from the earth, right? Yes. So they get it, they dig it up, they grind it down, they mix it, whatever, right? We just call it carbon black. We're not dealing with pure carbon. If we're putting pure gar- carbon into people's heads, they're getting cancer. Like, so, you know, there's a whole process that's got to be done to make this into an ink that can be put into the body. So, now the S&P world has been around for like, what, 10 years? Like, the inks have been around for like probably five years. Five or six I mean, years. Tattoo, 
the tattoo industry's like been around a hell of a lot longer than us, and they've got actual like real manufacturing factories, yeah, that that make this shit, right? So, so where the fuck is the SMP pigment coming from? Yeah. So, what makes it special, right? So, I, I what I found was you get a black tattooing, okay. Now you're going to get some that are really thick in consistency, and you get some that are a little bit thinner, some that run through the needle quite smooth, some that have a real dark intensity to them, some that have a really weaker kind of intensity. Right. So what's happened is over time, I found a couple of tattoo inks that worked really well for using for scalp pigmentation. So if I rebottled them, and put my stamp on it and said, I believe these are good for SMP. They would then become specialist SMP pigment. So that's that's all anybody's ever done. So that's that's nothing bad for them. Anyone who's like bottled their inks and stuff, it just means that they found something that works really well. That's what makes it specialist. There's no fucking special ingredient in there because like I've got a tattoo on my neck and the geezer didn't use special neck tattoo ink, you know? There is no like special arm ink. Like it's all just ink. We've just got to use the right one. Got you. Then <laughs> I found I found one, right? And it mixed really well. And it was a uh, silverback, right? So my right. mate Ollie Hughes, I was having problems and he's going, try this. So I got the silverback ink. It's silverback insta black. That's the one I was using. And and I was like, holy shit, I could feel it running through the needle. It was smooth. Yeah, it had yeah. such a creamy texture right and then i uh, put it into the scalp and then when the client come back i'm like fuck it's still there it holds. that is beautiful and i would mix it because no one taught me how to mix i only like i i had to find it out myself so i created my own chart started like tallying it up with like the skin tones and how much to mix and blah 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 blah, blah. so i created my own chart like and that chart now over a period of five years that chart and the way to mix it has had five years worth of experience using these inks. All the different inks. So I know, I know what they look like when they come back. I know what they're going to look like from every single skin tone. And I was mixing it a bit different to what people were mixing it before. So if people for a white dude were doing it, mixing it like one part ink, to like, I don't know, 24, 25 to 30. water. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's your fucking problem. I'm mixing it like to like about six, like, you know, and it ain't too dark. You need it. Cause you, all you're doing when you dilute it too much, you're just weakening the fuck out of it. That's yeah. when you're going to get them bluish tones and stuff coming out. You know, you're just like, you're just destroying the pigment that you're putting in. So I mix mine a lot stronger. So that's why my work started looking different. I think like that, that was one of them, you know, um, but I had to build it up in shades. I couldn't just go straight at someone with like the start pigment. I had to put, lay a light one in first and then a darker one over the top. So then I was, I would build it up, you know, using my techniques with the fine crisp impressions. Um, so building it up like that. So you see how you, um, I also, I, I don't do that either. Even with my, you know, the Caucasian men, you know, like some of the, the 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 grids call like hey well, you know one part you know carbon black and 24 milliliters of, of water like i've never seen good results from that but what i do and i'm and i'm asking you if you do the same when you go a little darker you your technique changes and what i mean by technique it's your your pressure do you find yourself working uh in the same depth when when you're working with a, a darker pigment on a lighter client I mean, the depth's always got to be the same, right? Um, so we're talking, because I always say to people, you can't see under the skin. Like, you don't know how deep you're going. You can only do it by your feel and your touch, yeah? So I just want to feel that little crunch in the skin and get that impression in there. How deep that is, like, I'll just be making it up if I told you, you know? Right, people right. say, oh, it's got to be two mil, it's got to be this. It's like, you can't fucking see under the skin, mate. All you can do is stretch it to fuck and try and like make that little impression. Yeah. Gotcha. You're just going to have to do that with a bit of feel. You've got to feel it. 
So all this, all this business, like when you see people like, you've got no control whatsoever over that needle. Like you've got to put that needle in the skin at the same amount of time for that impression as you have for that impression. Now, if you want to do a few like scatters around it, where you're just going to color in the skin, then you can do a little bit of that. But if you're going to do like just light taps all the way over, all you're going to do is stain the scalp. Stain you ain't going to get yeah. no impressions that stay, you know? So it's the same. It's like, you know, you're either too heavy or too light. You've got to be just right. Gotcha. You know? And then impressions like are going to be like, you know, staying there. They pop for a long stay time. There. How do you, let's, let's get to uh, your sponsorship with Bishop. How did that even come about? Like, did you reach out to them and go, Hey, this is who I am. This is the kind of work I'm producing. Yeah, nah. Like what's going on? How, how did that, how did that go about? Yeah. So I'm not one, I'm not one for reaching out to anyone. Like always like, I want people to come to me and then probably that can be like, it used to be my problem. So I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm not getting recognized and blah, blah, blah. People don't like, you know, why ain't people like telling me how good I am and all this and, you know, but I don't reach out to no one. I just leave it, you know, I'm just getting on with my shit. But when I went to, they had the World Scalp Awards that they'd done in Florida and, um, and I've been to awards um, and shows in England and to be honest, I'd felt a bit awkward there, right? So <laughs> no one really talked to me. No one knew who I was, but I thought, you must know who I am. Surely you've seen my work, like, but then, you know, anyway, whatever. And then when I walked into that event in Florida, right, um, 2019, it's that year again. Yeah, right? yeah. And I then I that. had people coming up to me going, fucking, I love your work, man. You know, like, and I was just like, whoa, what you seen? How comes all these Americans, like, love my work, and yet no one in England knows who I am, right? So <laughs> I've got so much love from everyone out there. And, you know, it was, it was a time of my life at that event. And at that event, then I was asked, like, would I like to be, you know, involved with Bishop? And I didn't really know about the machines or anything like that. But I met the people and I met Franco and I met David Hoffer. And at the time, there was, like, Fernando, John Chandler, Ryan Kingsbury, you know, um, there's probably some others. And I got to know them people. And straight away, I thought, these are good people. You know what I mean? They really, like, really really good people i can tell you know and they want to bring me on board so i'm down with that I, I don't i don't care if your machines are good or not but i'm down with joining your crew you know awesome um so that's 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 why i joined with them got you and and how, so you've been with bishop now since, since 2019 right 2019 you've since been with 2019 them? yeah got yeah, you. yeah yeah so what yeah. would if uh, what advice would you give to artists, whether it be seasoned artists or new artists coming into the industry who would like to get the attention of you know these big companies or, or a company like like Bishop? What, what advice would you would you give? Yeah. Them? Well, first of all, you got to ask yourself why you want to be involved with a company. Is it just what, what for clout? Why, you know, for clout. Is it for clout? I mean, because I, you know, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see what, because I don't, I'm not see myself from the outside. I don't see what it looks like, you know. I just know what it is, and what it is is that they send me like a certain amount of free needles each month. They'll send me new machines like to try and use, um, you know, and then they'll ask me like stuff like, you know, I'm involved. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, I like, I like that, but I wouldn't use it if they were shit. We had a problem with the needles, right? And they probably, they won't mind me saying like, you know, when that whole COVID business after that, they must've had problems with the manufacturing or something. Cause I'm after COVID, I come back and I'm trying to do treatments and I'm like, it's, it's fucking something ain't working here. This ain't right. right, and, right. Uh, I know it was doing my head in, right? Cause I'm, I'm someone who's like, I've got everything down to a T and it's like, I'm doing everything like that I've always done and it ain't working. Like, so I get all the way down to like, it's, it's, is it the needle? So I post into the group, like, that we're, anyone else having problems with the needles? And all these top artists in the world are going, oh, fuck, yeah, I am. I thought it was me. I thought I'd lost it. I thought I was no good anymore. You know, turns out it was the needles, man. Like, and then we got to Franco, like, he had to do a whole load of, like, 
um, research and found out that there was an extra round of tightening from the manufacturing of the needles and it they'd slipped through the net or something because of the COVID shit. And so really? there, there was a problem with the needles at, at one point. We're back to being all right now, thank fuck, because, you know, it was close. I was thinking I'm going to have to like, you know, and to be honest, a few boys, like they set up their own stuff and they did jump ship, you know, um, you know, they got to do what they got to do. But, you know, I, I stuck, in, stuck in there and it turned around and, you know, I wouldn't use it if it weren't no good. I want my work to be as good as it can be. So, you know, advice to someone else. I think that was your question, wasn't it? Um, you yeah, did, just, you, you, you did. I wanted like advice to what, what, what would you give advice to the, uh, to someone coming up that, that would want to get the attention of, uh, of a company, you know, like Bishop, what, what do they have to work towards? I know the only, cause all, all I did was do the best work I could. Like I say, it all comes down to that same thing. Do the best work you can for your clients. Produce the best work. Show people the best work. Put it on Instagram. Build your, you know, everyone's on it. Everyone sees what's going on. You know what I mean? It's like, there ain't no, like, there is a bit of camera trickery, obviously. Like, people do shit work and try and make it look good. You know what I mean? I see it, you know? I'm like, I see what you're doing with your old sharpening tool. Sharpen it. Make it look sharp. I'm like, (laughs) like, yeah. The impressions ain't there anyway. But yeah, if you do good work and like everything will just come to you if it's meant to, you know, I don't, I'm not one to be hounding like a company. Oh, can you sponsor me? You know, gotcha. like just let things come to you. Got you. And, and do you offer uh training mark? No. Nah. <laughs> He's like, no, no training. <laughs> no. You know, I do, but it's again, it's another one of those, isn't it? So, so the model of this business is to come into it, do treatments, open up a training stall because you're not getting enough treatments that um, you're not busy enough. So you're going to like do a load of training because like there's people every week they're messaging going, can you train me? Can you train me? Can you train me? Well, I can make, I can make a few grand out of you. So, but I made, I made a point. I was like. I'm not going to get into that. If someone's going to come on my team and work with me, I'll do an apprenticeship with them. All right. And I've done it with my guys and they come in with me and they stay with me and they stay by my side and they learn what's what, right. And they work their way up. All right. Um, new guys. I've toyed with the idea of setting up a training academy, but I just, I don't see that it's of any benefit. Again, take the money aside, take that out of your head and think what's right. So this is what I do. And I go, it, that ain't right. But what is right is that there's probably 90% of people who train in SMP, 90% of them out there still don't quite know what they're doing. So this is what I did. I was like, I'm just going to offer masterclasses. That's all I'm going to do. Anyone who's an artist and wants to get better, I'll help you. Awesome. So I started doing that. And, and you have that available so not in person because you know if if you were in person then you wouldn't be out in dubai you know you're a busy man but you do have an online platform right for for masters training advanced as a teacher yeah yeah that's it yeah so i used to do it in person you know but i just went out of time it's just like so during one of the lockdowns i invested a hell of a lot of money and time um developing this like online masterclass so people if they're artists and, you know, and I've had people doing it and they're calling me up and they're going, you've just like, you've just like saved my life, you know, like from doing the masterclass, they now learn, you know, like some different techniques to really like, you know, take them to that next level. And, um, you know, if anyone buys it, I don't care. Like I know I've done it for the right reasons to help people. Like, you know, if, if, if they buy it, it's all good. If they don't, that's up to them. You know, gotcha. but it was something that I felt I had to do. So that, that's where I'm at with training. I, there's no point me training a load of new people, but I can help with the already existing artists. Got you. Yeah, I, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be one of those guys this week making that uh, making that purchase. I was looking at it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take I'm going to take this master's class because I, I, I can't make it out to you. If I could, I would. But I'm already I'm already spread thin. I'm going to enjoy it online yeah. with a beer and 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 learn some learn some learn some new tricks. Um, one last question before we go, Mark, what is some advice you can give to anyone 
who's looking to get into the scalp micropigmentation industry? I think I wrote it down. One sec. Because I knew. I mean, you've, you've dropped a lot. You've dropped a lot. But what what's one thing that sticks out that will help a new artist move forward? Be yourself. You don't need to be a big dog in the industry. You just need to do what's right for your client and just keep doing that. And then, you know, as it's turned out now, you know, I, I never meant to be a, a someone in the industry. I never meant for that to happen. Everything that I do is focused towards the client, all right? And then, and that's and that's where people get. I think I think they get a bit sidetracked, like trying to impress people in the industry. And it's like I'm like you you going you're barking up the wrong tree. You know they're not paying you. The clients are paying you. Yeah, these people like these people that bring me these people that have brought me out here. They don't know the fucking L like these awards have come from and stuff. They don't give a shit about that. They've just been told the guy who brought me out here this time, he was just told by somebody else who had his head done at a big clinic out here and they messed him up. This guy told him if I was to do it again, I'd get Mark Allen. And he was like, okay, let me have a look at that. Right. Okay. I'm getting you. Right. He, he don't know about no industry thing. You know, these, these clients like, yeah. That's I say that, I say that all the, the time. All the, I mean, it's good to be known in the industry, but at the end of the day, the industry is not going to give you your money. No, nah, no, nah, it's not. Well, it might, might one day. <laughs> not yet, right? right. One day when it becomes incredibly big, that's the goal. That's the goal to get it there one day. Uh, Mark, um, let it, let the listeners know where they can find you online, man. Instagram, social media, all that good stuff. Website. Yeah, it's all Creative Scalps. So it's like www.creativescalps.com. The Masterclass is on there. I'm sure like you'll have the link. Like They can have a look at that. Um, Instagram, Creative Scalps. YouTube, Creative Scalps. A little bit of TikTok, Creative Scalps. Anything else? It's just all like Creative Scalps, man. Outstanding. Mark, I appreciate you again taking out some time to chop it up with me in the podcast. Uh, you have an incredible story. You're an amazing artist. Love what you're doing for the industry. Keep on doing it, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on there. Outstanding. Uh, my pleasure, brother. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Scalp Solutions Podcast. Until the next time, peace. <laughs>